0: Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name's Jim. You can check out our webpage at babyboomertales.com. There are links to Apple Podcasts and other places you can hear this. I'm glad you're here today. This episode is called Third Valley. In my old hometown, if you go from the house that I was raised in and you go directly to the north... You'll go by homes and trailers and apartments and the high school and a gravel pit. And the road is paved and you dip down a hill and then you go up a hill. And it scenic overlook and you can see the highway. That if you follow that highway to the north, it'll take you through the National Park and come out on the other side of the Continental Divide. When I was a kid, 10 or 12 years old, and I was listening to some old podcasts here, older ones that I had done, and it seems like whenever I refer to myself as a kid, most of the time I was 10 or 12. I was never 11 or 9 or 13. I'm stuck in perpetual 10 or 12 years old. So I'm not sure how old I was. I may have been 13 or 14. But we would go back, straight back that way. And it was an old country. It wasn't even a road. It was a path that had uh, was beat down by cars or trucks. And you'd go back a mile or so, and there'd be a an old gate across the path, across the road. And if you climb through the fence there... And kept going, you ended up in a place we called Third Valley. And Third Valley was a wonderful place for kids. There was creeks and kind of marshy land. And we used to catch frogs and take them home. And we had a little frog village. And we'd have frog races and contests to see which frog could jump the furthest and one time i found the greatest frog in the world and i just wanted to make him a special home and i rooting around in my dad's garage and i found this perfect jar for him and it already had water in it so i opened the lid and i put my frog in there and the frog went through terrible terrible spasms and killed him almost immediately it turned out i had put him in gasoline and I felt so bad. That was the perfect frog. I had never caught a better frog in my life. Rest in peace, frog. We used to bring home tadpoles, and those are fascinating for a 10 or 12 or 13, 14-year-old boy. Watch their progress of their little legs popping out and whatever. But my brother Don and my brother John and I We go back there, and Don was pretty young when we went back there. And I don't think we ever took my sister back there, but we would just play for hours, spend the day back in Third Valley. One time we went back there, and there's an old car just sitting out, kind of in the draw, kind of in the gully there. So, with much trepidation, we approached the car and looked around. There's nothing. Nobody is unlocked. We looked in it. It It's kind of spooky. Well, for the next few weeks, we go back there and check out that car. I think we told some friends, maybe took them back there. We all looked at the car, wondered what the story of the car was, if the man was dead in the trunk or whatever. Somehow, one of us spilled the beans. And long story short, Somebody contacted Vern, and Vern was the town marshal. And Vern went and checked it out. I got word, probably through my dad, that they couldn't find anything about the car, and were just going to leave the car there. So as the summer wore on, we played around there, and always checking it out, made a little fort. Then one day we came there, and a window had been broken out of the car. Who could have done this? who could have busted up the car? Turned out that more people than just my brothers and I knew about that car. And obviously we had told some kids and taken some kids up there. But as the summer waned, I remember we started, as more windows got broken out, it was vandalized more and more, probably by older kids. That we even busted a window and started jumping on the car and that car sat there for a couple summers then one day it was gone and part of my childhood went with it and when you drive back on that road today there's no way you can really tell at one time there's nothing back there no longer a barbed wire gate shutting access to it but You drive down the hill and up the hill and you come over the hill and the whole valley lays out before you and you see the highway down there when we were little and we did make it to the crest of that hill once and we were amazed that that highway was there we had no idea now we didn't know much about geography obviously or we would have known that that road was there but it was a wonderful place to play to get frogs maybe catch a snake Come home and have your mom check you out for ticks and play in that old crash car. I bet the year of that car was the early 50s. As I remember right, it looked like my parents' Buick, only it was green or blue, something like that. My parents' Buick was a light gray with a dark gray top. What a memory to go back to the old crash car. Back to Third Valley. Back to when I was 10 or 12 or 13 or 14. Playing with my brothers. Bringing frogs home. My parents found frog skeletons throughout the house for years and years afterwards. My dad would be looking for a pair of shoes that he hadn't worn for a long time. And there would be a frog skeleton in it. Little boys do stuff like that. We didn't have Xboxes. We had frogs and we built quite a community and we had a lot of games and the yeah, those frogs died and got away and I even murdered one once and now presenting the hotel my hometown when I was a boy had two hotels there there were older hotels And they weren't like the motels that had sprung up around town and right outside of town. And there was one of the hotels that was next door to my grandpa's pool hall. In fact, it took up a big part of the block, and it was situated between my grandpa's pool hall and my uncle's barber shop. One of the hotels was named after the town, and one of the hotels was named after the county I lived in. And one of them, when I was young, I can remember it being open. And you'd walk by, and you could see old men sitting in there reading the newspaper. There's also a little restaurant attached to it. And I was never allowed to go in there, so it was pretty much a mystery to me. As I got a little older, though, the place closed down. And you could still see the shades were open to the restaurant. And when you walked by, you could tell it was a little coffee shop type restaurant. But the hotel part was curtains were drawn and doors were closed and it was just empty. When I became about a sophomore in high school, I believe, a friend of mine named Richard told my friend Wayne and I, Wayne being my best buddy all through school. About he knew a way to get into that old hotel. And we could goof around in there and explore. And it was spooky and it was exciting. And so he talked us into going. And I don't think it took much talking. We were all four going in and getting spooked and being excited. So we went into the alley behind the hotel And he lifted a window, and we crawled in. And Richard said, now, this is a scary place. We need to get some protection. So we had crawled in. Where we crawled in was like the kitchen area. Must have been for that little coffee shop. And so we took knives and big forks and meat cleavers and whatever, and one in each hand and one exploring, and it was amazing walk from the kitchen into the lobby area and everything was just there the chairs that i remember the little old men sitting in reading their newspapers it was dark and quiet and we went upstairs to where the rooms were and the one thing i really remember were there were dead birds laying in the hallway i have no idea how they got in how they died, it looked like they were just hopping along and just fell over dead. went into one of the rooms that faced the street. The shades were shut, but you could tell that the light was coming in, the room, and, and it was really like the twilight zone. Well, a couple days later, we decided to go back again, so we went into the alley, crawled through the back window of the kitchen. Got ourselves some protection, some knives and whatever, and explored some more. And it was just the greatest thing. And we started making plans. We could make a clubhouse of this. So I'm sure I wasn't 16 yet because we were on foot everywhere we went. And I think a 16-year-old wouldn't want to be making a clubhouse. He'd probably want something else. But we're naive enough and just a little crazy enough and 15-year-old enough. We went to school, and I remember telling a couple of the, of the girls about it and telling them we we're going to make a clubhouse and they want to join and told them how we got in. and So I'm sure more than just a few kids knew about it. A couple of days later, we're going to go back in, start cleaning the place up, getting it ready for a clubhouse. Man, we might just take it over. I mean, they were just sitting there, crawled in the window, got our knives and meat cleavers and big forks. We were loaded for bear. We walked into the lobby, and the lobby was dark, and all the chairs were there. And we were whispering, whispering, that's what we did in there we whispered and all of a sudden a big figure came out from behind the chair and we all screamed and threw our knives and our meat cleavers and our big forks up in the air and we ran out and we got out that window lickety split and we all went home we went home as fast as we could Whatever monster was there didn't kill us. It was a close call. I was shaken. I was shaken. We started laughing. We were so nervous like how we got away and we would never going to go back. So that evening, I remember my grandparents from New Mexico were there. They only visited us once a year at the very most. And so we were getting ready for dinner, and all of a sudden, Richard showed up at my door. He said, come outside, i got to talk to you. Went outside, and he proceeded to tell me that big monster had found him. And it was Vern, the town marshal. He had been laying in wait to catch us. Someone had called him and told us that some boys were crawling through that back window into that old hotel. Somehow he figured out Richard... And I don't know if Richard ratted us off, or if Ver knew all three of us, and he was just making his rounds. He must have been at Wayne's house when Richard came and warned me, and my life was over. My life as I knew it was over. I might as well join the gypsies or run away to the circus, because my life as I knew it was over. I am in the Biggest trouble I've been in in my life. And to top it off, my grandma and grandpa are here. I'll disappoint everybody. I'll probably be disowned. It was a good life. I really liked it there at home. And now what am I going to do? Well, I couldn't eat my dinner. And I paced back and forth watching out the window. And watching out the window. And pacing. And watching. And watching. And watching and pacing and my mom kept saying what's wrong Jim and I said nothing's wrong nothing's wrong I paced and I watched and the time drug on and I wasn't enjoying my grandparents and then all of a sudden Vern pulled into the driveway I don't know if I was ever so nervous in my life well, he came to the door and I went back to my room thinking maybe, maybe, just maybe it's something unrelated. A few minutes there was a knock on my door and I had to go out explain to Vern what was going on. I remember looking at my grandparents and they just were looking at me. They weren't shaking their head. And they weren't smiling. They just looking. I was guilty as charged and I agreed with old Vern that I had done a bad thing. Well, we caused no damage in the place. And I'm not sure Vern even knew who to contact who owned the place. It had sat empty for a very long time. And I can't remember the punishment I had. And I know I got to still goof around with Richard and Wayne. A couple years later, they tore that old hotel down and built a very nice ladies dress shop there. And all of the memories... And all the old men sitting there reading their newspaper. And all the times all went by looking in the window of that restaurant, cafe. And all of the history of that old hotel were demolished and it went away forever. I'm glad that we didn't tear anything up and that we didn't stab Vern when he came out from that chair I'm glad that we were just some stupid little 15-year-old boys wanting to do a clubhouse and threw our weapons in the air and ran like a bunch of banshees. Run away, run away, run away. I'm glad I could tell this story because it was pretty exciting. I still don't know how the birds got in there. Forgiveness is a wonderful thing. My parents had to forgive me over and over and over and over and over again. I'd pull some stunts that looking back, I can't even believe it. A lot of times I wasn't even meaning to. It just was happening. I'm glad I outgrew most of that. If you have unforgiveness towards somebody, especially a family member, remember that that's only hurting you. It's only keeping you from living a more fulfilled life. Somewhere in your heart, find how to deal with it. Put it in your rearview mirror. You'll be glad you did. Kindness is a great thing. I'll be back next week. Peace out.